This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning. My name is Sonia Booth. Welcome to my opinion booth. Um, I'm sure you were listening to that song by Zaz. Je veux. Je, je veux. Je veux. Je veux. Oh, je veux. It's je French. Veux, je veux. Je veux. Je veux. Oh, je veux. my goodness. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm a township girl from Soweto. So <laughs> if you're not, if you're not French speaking like me, the song's title is I want. And the reason I played that song is because my guest absolutely loves it. So my guest wants me to school the listeners on pronouncing her name. When you see MIA, Think Mama Mia. When you see M A Y A, think Maya Angelou. Mia, welcome to my opinion booth. Thank you, and thank you for doing my name right. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to because I, I hate. I absolutely hated when people spell Sonia with a J or a Y. And I'm always having to correct them that it's Sonia. Yes. I've had 50 years of people calling me Maya. And I know you absolutely hate it. And but I, you're too I polite. You're too polite to correct them. I would say, no, it's not Maya. It's Mia. Uh, yeah. And you've got a, a, a Danish uh, surname, uh, Zivogel. Zivogel. Not Zivogel. No, please don't Vogel so, me. <laughs> that was Matthew, by the way. No, so no, Vogel Ma- me. Yeah, Matthew said, no, it's, it's, it's Afrikaans for Zivogel. And no, I no. said, no. So now we know that, no, she's not Afrikaans. She's Danish. Yes, well, I'm not. Dan- I'm, Danish I blood. am Afrikaans, but um, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was but, childhood. But your bloodline is, is Danish. Well, actually, the ex's bloodline is Danish. I see. My, my bloodline is actually Huguenot, French Huguenot. And, mm-hmm. and French, Jewish, French blood as well. So, nice mix. It is, indeed. Mm. So, the title for today is State of Mind. So, your number one song, sung by Zaz, as we said, Javo. Right. Je veux. Je veux. So, the, so the, <laughs> I love the chorus and I have to read it out and there's a reason for that, right? Yes. So the chorus goes, I want love, joy, good spirit. It's not your money that will make me happy. I want to die with a hand on my heart. Let's go together. Let's discover my freedom. Forget all your prejudice. Welcome to my reality. Does it describe the state of Mia? It describes the state that Mia wants to be in and it describes the state that I want the world to be in, but especially I want women to be in this joyful state and forget about all the other things that are bogging us down every day unnecessarily. Hmm. Okay, I love that. So now in studio, it's not just me and uh, Mia and obviously this gorgeous uh, flower, Balissa, uh, technical uh, producer. We also have this absolutely gorgeous woman. I mean, if you don't know her, then I don't know what rock you've been living under, but uh, Google the name Elise Gazar Yid, and you will know the goddess that's in studio in with us today to surprise Mia, because <laughs> I know you were not expecting her to be I here. I was not, and but I'm I know. so, so happy. <laughs> I, I know. I, I mean, I, I took a picture of the two of you hugging, because I know you were not expecting her to be here, and I knew that you would, it, it would be an absolute surprise, pleasant yeah, surprise. You have no idea how I love this woman, and we did, when I was a photographer still way back, we did the most incredible avant-garde, fantastic shoots together, and she was fearless. She's just, she's a goddess. She is indeed. Oh, thank mm. you, my darling, Maya. <laughs> and I haven't seen her for so many years. And she is an most amazing woman. And I'm sure all of you know that. Um, thank you, Sonia, for bringing us together after all these years. No, thank so you. Great. Thank you for coming. You know, I mean, you know, the, the, the type of friendships I have. I mean, this woman has a, you know, you, 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 you're busy. I mean, you, you, you were supposed to be with your husband because you're only here for a couple of weeks, but you, you did this for me because, you know, of the sisterhood that we have. And I appreciate it. Of course, I loved you. I know that. I know that. So, and I'm thrilled. I, I, I can see you are. She's, you're actually blushing. <laughs> You're turning red all over. So, Mia. Yes. You went to a very prestigious school, Rodin. I did. Did an Ivy League education give you, um, you know, Ivy League qualification and education give you a head start career-wise? Um, 
when I went to Rodin, it was um, it was a fantastic experience. Wonderful people, wonderful teachers. But I left Rodin in standard at the end of standard seven, and I went to art school. Um, Rodin didn't offer art for the year that I was matriculating, and art is, has always been. I mean, I've been drawing since I could hold a pencil. And, um, so I went to art school and I met my people. I met my, I met my crowd. I met my, my tribe. It was the most fantastic three years. And all the friends that I made and at art school, we all still friends. And some of the songs that, but that we chose, I, I chose for this reasons that I went from being a very quiet, very shy little girl and meeting up all these different characters from all over, from all over South Africa. And they were all as mad as I, I, I am and I, I was. We, we just connected over art and sculpture and we were naughty and we were rebellious and it's, it was just such a fantastic thing to find, to find my place in the world. And then you, and then you went on to study Photography. I only, I studied well. I worked for as a assistant. That's but, where I learned the most. I did a, a I did a, a summer school. I did one credit at Parsons in in New York, which was really very blessed that my parents could do that for me, and that was a, that was just a fantastic way of getting into the business. But I started very young. I had my own studio by the time that I was nineteen. So, and then in those days, there were no female photographers except for two other, two other ladies. And it was, it was me at 21 against, quoting against males and trying to, you know, get a, make my living and, and being the only female young and trying to get jobs that, um, you know, were going out to older photographers. So, it was interesting times. Yeah, because I mean, you know, photo- the fact that you you had a mentorship um, from uh, you know a, a world-renowned photographer. Yeah. I mean, that 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 would have been useful considering that you are now the owner, editor, and publisher at Dossier Magazine. Yes, I, you know, I was a photographer for thirty years, and I worked with all the other magazines. I worked with all of them, from Al to to all the food magazines. So I had a, a pretty good idea about publishing when I started 13 years ago. So I didn't just go blindly into publishing. I already had 30 years of experience working with magazines. And also I have a, a very long history of um, advertising. I had been grown up in my parents' advertising agency because after school, I mean, you know that I live in Mulder's Drift. I've always lived there. So after school, I had to go to their office. So I practically grew up working in an ad agency. Okay. And um, uh, Dossier Magazine just celebrated its 13th birthday. That's it a has. great feat because we know publishing wow. is not easy. You know, I had no idea. I thought I, if I do something beautiful, everything is just going to fall into place. But every issue is uh, is like walking Everest. It hasn't gotten easier. In fact, the publishing industry has gotten more difficult as time has, has passed. I'm very proud of myself to say that I've done it alone over 13 years. It's been a hard work. There's been many, many tears, and but I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about um, helping young kids show their work young photographers, young artists, and also the, you know, just spreading the word of, you know, how talented we are as a country. That was, I wanted it to be a platform, you know, to show just how incredible our talents are in this country. So that was, that was my reasoning behind it in the, in the first place. You know, there's a, there's a, a, a post of yours, your Facebook post. That I want to read 
I'm putting it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you bit, out there. I'm a bit notorious <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, uh, you are. So, you are very opinionated. I am. That, that's why you you so you so welcomed uh, on, on the opinion booth. We want opinion opinionated women. Well, like you got you. the right one. Yeah, I know that. I know that. So I mean, we, we're going to be going through a few of your uh, Facebook posts because um, we we need to discuss um, a lot of issues. One of them being mm-hmm. ageism, mm. body shaming, mm. depression. Mm-hmm. Mental Mental health um, in general, because those conversations have have to happen. Yeah. We, we need to engage and talk and discuss Absolutely. and have a dialogue because um, addressing these issues, I think, can only create awareness and um, and hopefully the bullies. Out there, mostly mm. cyber bullies in, in your case. And there's a reason why I chose a few posts for us to talk about. Okay. So your first one, and I quote you, someone at some time will say a sentence that will sentence you for life. For me, it was the love of my life who told me I am too exciting as he left me for a youngster. It was a sentence to a lifetime of confusion and hurt, and I think about it a lot. I spend a lot of time making myself exciting, devouring information and traveling and meeting people, trying to make my dreams come true. So it particularly cut me deep. If that sentence was said to someone else, they could laugh it off. But to me, it was cutting. We all have sentences spoken over us like that. I can easily turn it into a compliment, but deep down I know that it is true. A woman must not be too exciting in a relationship. The man needs to be the alpha and probably omega. Mm. The man must be the excitement. I have seen that now over and over. So this is my sentence, a sentence to singledom. I think it's essential to think about the sentences spoken over you. Weigh them. After six years of that sentence, I am ready to say, yes, indeed, I am far too exciting for you. I will take that sentence and own it. Did divorce alter your ego or personality in any way? Well, the d- divorce happened a long time ago, and um, I had two or three relationships after the divorce, because the divorce is many, many years ago, 20 years ago. And each time I was left for... A girl that was much younger and much more um, unambitious and were able to make sandwiches for lunch for these guys or, you know, they they made their world around the men that's, and, and their whole lives revolve around their careers, what they say, what they do. And I've never been able to be that person. I want to have a person that I can... Speak to you on a, on an equal basis and my, my life is exciting. I do wonderful things. So why am I not allowed to speak about it? I had one date, well, one date, one guy that I was very much in love with and I was on TV that night and he refused to put the TV on. He didn't want to watch. He said, no, he's going to go to bed. And it was like the show was at eight, eight o'clock and I'm like, Okay, how am I going to understand this now? I'm, I'm excited to see what I come, you know, how, how I come across. Mm-hmm. I want to see what my body language is. I want to learn and I want my partner to be able to tell me, okay, you did that well. You didn't do that so well. You and he just walked away. And it's confusing. It's confusing for women that's, that, you know, when you achieve something and they take it as such a threat. Mm. So I've been single for a long time now. At <laughs> least, <laughs> so, why are you laughing? <laughs> no, just the way she said it. So, so you, you, so you think you, you, you don't have a man because you're opinionated. I think so. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh well, we will. Well, I, I also like to laugh, and I think um, maybe you know, opinionated, like to laugh. Don't fit the I'm not blonde and thin And I'm not making sandwiches So (laughs) It's not much hope for me But if if there's if there's a guy out there who who doesn't mind an, an opinionated woman, are you taking CVs? Jeez, you send, but uh, I don't think I'm going to get many. She's, my mascara is getting messed up. Now. Oh, 
<laughs> so I mean, you know, listen. Luckily, I've got Netflix. I've got a lot of things <laughs> in my life going on. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's not doom Friday and doom. nights. I'm watching Netflix. I'm fine. <laughs> with, with with your glass of something, something. Oh, I mean, yeah. The one, most one or two. Thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's your best. Is that friend. a bottle? Oh, it's a bottle, and <laughs> I'm happy. One one or two bottles. Not. I glasses. don't have to. Yeah, no. I don't have to to pretend not to be anything. I can just. Have my wine. <laughs> okay, well, we'll chill see. by myself with Netflix. We'll see after the show. You know, <laughs> check your private messages on oh, Facebook after this no, because I'm, I'm, not I'm, hol- I'm not holding my breath. Okay, mm. okay. So now, you know, on a serious note, we are all faced with uh, hardships at different stages in our lives. Mm. However, whenever I come across your Facebook posts, I'm like, cheese. The universe really needs to give this woman a break. How do you? Th- Deal with this thing called life. Oh, jeez. Um, the last two years have been absolutely horrendous. But I have, um, I have my family don't, they, I've got two boys and, and a father left and they don't understand my relationship with Facebook. But, um, I've got a whole lot of friends on Facebook who s- support me, who I've known many, many years, like all the, all the people from school, they're all over the globe. They're from, they, my best friend is in New Zealand. My other friend is in, in New York. I have friends all over the world and Facebook is kind of the way that I can connect with all my friends oh, and yeah. I tell my stories <laughs> and then they, they know what's going on in my life. But also I think that, um, sharing stories on Facebook helps other women to, to realize that they're not alone in, in struggles. I think that um, too many people use it as a platform to pretend that they're just drinking champagne. And, and life is fabulous, yeah. Yeah. always, yes. which isn't. Would it, yeah, which is nothing, and they went home and it's so sh- M- miserable, yeah. miserable lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody lives a fantasy on social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. I don't. No, I'm, say, I'm saying yeah. that if, 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 it were, if, if you were to judge someone's life based on their social media posts, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you would be thinking they're living a fabulous life yeah, in Central exactly. Pale, Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that they're used, like you said, you know, spending the days in, in the spas and shopping sprees mm. and, you know, French mm. champagne and, and all of that, right? I do post that stuff. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing wrong <laughs> no, with that. There's a balance. But no, I think that a lot of women are struggling. I think that um, we're not taking the recessions as seriously as we should mm. because, um, I mean, I just look at my, I call her my domestic goddess and I see what she's earning and I go into the shops and I see what food costs are and my heart just breaks for people out there. It's mm. just, it's tough times in South Africa. It is, it is. And I, and I think we, we also need to prepare ourselves that it could get worse. It could get that's worse. That's a possibility. And that's also where the depression comes in. I think that, um, just speaking about social media quickly, I think a lot of people watch other people and get depressed thinking that, you their know, lives their lives are lives. Yeah. And, and, and they, why, why not them? And, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's it difficult. is. So last year, you posted this. On Friday afternoon, my friend guessed herself to death while yeah. texting me. Wow. I cannot explain the absolute horror of my last few days and the graciousness of people coming forward to ease my pain. It is hell to go through and my family and friends say I must just put it behind me. But no matter how tormented she was, I was there and I have to heal. It will take time, but I'm shattered totally and utterly. She was cruel. To make me part of it I understand that But the thing is I am shattered Now for me to heal So you were exchanging messages Back and forth with this friend And then there was silence From her side Did you know then What she had done? No I thought At most That she she had taken A sleeping tablet And that she was going to Go to sleep It was around Four o'clock in the afternoon So we spoke in the morning. I phoned her and she just said, Oh, I'm so tired. And then I, she phoned me just before she went into the garage. And then I missed that call. So I phoned her back and she didn't answer. And then we started exchanging, um, text messages, WhatsApp. And the messages just became stranger and stranger. And the words didn't make sense. And I was, I was just like, Bev, don't do this. You don't do this. We can fix it. We can fix whatever it is. We can fix. 
tomorrow's another day. Let's just get through tonight. Go go sleep, and tomorrow we'll have coffee and we'll meet and we'll talk. We'll talk it through. And um, yeah, she was she was busy gassing herself, and the last words that we exchanged as two people alive was she said sorry. She said sorry a few times in the conversation, just sorry, and then funny letters and then sorry but then over new year's eve my one of my oldest and very best friends committed suicide hanging himself in his parents house and this was a a angel person a, a really incredible person that was working with the underprivileged kids and he at one stage had like 20 street kids living with him and that also it's so like three weeks apart is it's it's tough to to deal with and to i'm still processing it um i understand a little bit more about what happened with both of them you and in hindsight you can when you start speaking to different people you understand why you know what led to that but the the most horrible thing was that this guy came to say he came to say goodbye to me without me knowing i've I was the last person again that he spoke to. Sure. So, <laughs> and I mean, so, the, so that's how my year started. That's how you started 2018. Mm. I mean, wow. and, and I remember one of your posts, um, you ended off by saying, F me and my stupid negative vibes I am attracting. Do you, do you, are you, are you no. getting a sense that you, you just seem to be attracting no, no, a similar? No, no, no. I will, I will explain that. What happened is, I said to, I, I made a post and I said, you know what, it's all fine and well for me to go rah, 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 I'm single, um, you know, everything's fine, girl power, blah, blah, blah. But I really would have liked to have been in a couple the day that I went to my friend's funeral and I really would have had, would have loved to have had somebody's hand to hold and I, and I went alone and I got a lot of posts from these women going, Oh, you shouldn't be so negative. You should, um, you should, um, have more positive energy and all this. You should do yoga. You should do this. You should. And I, it actually just made me angry. I thought, you know, really, I'm grieving. I'm not going to, you know, sitting doing yoga and pretending to be all positive is not going to change the actual situation that I'm in at the moment where I've just buried my friend. So, you know, it's sure. And it's not, you di- didn't just bury this friend. I mean, this friend, I mean, you were on the phone with this friend. You were the last person yeah. who spoke no, to th- this yeah, person. That, that was, so that, that, was that, that is even yeah. more. Uh, yeah. So it's not something you can just switch off. So people expect you to always be like, you know, the, I, I don't know, some unicorn with, Little all around it's, it's it's life is not like that it's it's hard you have to deal with things i know you were angry with your friend who was busy texting you while sitting in the car and slowly getting guessed mm. i know you were angry that she did that to you because it is unfair i mean for someone to do that to you it's 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 it's, it's, it's a, a lot to handle it was tough for me it was very very tough for me to were handle. you bitter um, with her, were you angry at her, even though she had passed? I mean, did you have, like, did you go through a, a phase you where you were so it. angry and you and you really w- would have liked to wake her up to ask her why would you do that to me? With a suicide and now having gone through two in in such a short time, there's there's things that happen. I mean, at first, the first thing you do is you you blame yourself and then you blame others and then you get angry and then you get sad and then it's a whole you know you go through a whole spectrum of things that you go through to to cope. But in the end, what what really helped and especially with this, this the last friend that passed away is that all these friends came together and. We started a WhatsApp group and we we spoke about him and about what what he went through and all the things he had to deal with and that kind of um, communication helps a lot. If I, I, it's these are people I didn't really know, so communication is key and I think that's what you spoke about earlier on about bullying and shaming and communication is what makes everything bearable. I know. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, on, on the issue of uh, cyberbullying, which we all know is a real issue, body shaming mm. is a real issue, big issue. And interestingly enough, is often woman to woman. Mm. Yes. The insults Absolutely. are often from one woman to another woman. I've, I've yet to hear uh, of stories of men doing that to each other, but women, we've mastered <laughs> the art of body shaming Absolutely. and, 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 and pulling another woman down. It's, it's a disease. I mean, we, we, women, women are a disgusting you know, species, actually. Do you know who's actually the, the more sensitive, um, group is the, is the youngsters? Absolutely. Yes. The teenagers. I've um, I had a private message on Sunday, and I think somebody's been. She's been reading my messages. She's in matric, and she wrote to me and said, "I don't know who I can turn to. I don't know if you're going to read this. I don't know if you're going to respond." But I'm in matric. Um, I am very dark, and I'm chubby, and the girls are are bullying me at school over my weight, over being dark. Yeah. Oh. Being chubby, her skin is not her skin is not good. And then I looked at her picture, and she was this beautiful little thing. And it's just it's heartbreaking what these girls go through. And I um I would really love to see more celebrities visit schools and go and really speak about this this bullying thing because it's out of hand, mm. and it's not it's not just um. Black girls getting bullied. It's white girls being bullied by black girls. It's black girls bullying by white girls. It's 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 crazy. No, it, it, knows, it knows no race, no, no social class, no, no boundaries whatsoever. No. And I mean, on 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 that note, because you 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 posted something, you, you can relate to this um, young girl. You did you say she was in matric? Yeah, who, the one who sent you a private message. I yeah. mean, I know you you can relate, and and it's interesting. Uh, that she would have sent you that message But as you said She would have most probably read your Facebook uh, mm, yeah. post And she knew that you will best understand What she's going through Because you posted The past two years I've had a, a lot of deaths Of friends and dear ones Unnaturally so And someone sent a private message To say they perceive I'm not taking an exercise regimen Seriously right now Mm. Oh gosh How I had to rein myself in Yes you know what girly <laughs> I, like, I like, I love your cheek, eh? I love, I love it. Yes, you like know what, girl. She's years old. Yeah. I started mm-hmm. dieting when I was nine. <laughs> That's you, right? Yeah. By the time you were born, I was doing aerobics at five every morning. Excuse me if I just feel a lifetime of diets and hectic exercise does not fit my grief right now. Yes, I'm fat, but I've had 50 years of life on earth. I deserve a break from all this body shaming. That's all. Mm. I dare you. To post a screenshot of that private message And put it on your Facebook page For all of us to see Because such people need to be exposed Because a lot of people hide behind their accounts Mm -hmm. Most of them don't even use their real names Twitter is even worse Because you can make up a ridiculous handle And you don't even have to pick at the right picture of yourself You can hide behind an avatar And, and you can post gibberish And you can bully people left, yeah. right and, and center And to everybody Exactly And if no one exposes you So I dare you After this show And I'm going to be little, on your case this, Until this you This little girl Yeah In, in inverted commas she's a, she's a yoga teacher She's 22 She lives in Houghton I don't think she's experienced life so this was a young, another so, young girl so who sent youngster. you that message. Mm. So youngster, well, she hasn't even put on weight, darling. Wait, that no. she's going to put I mean, on I, weight when we she had that first child. I went up from 45, 49 kilos to hundred and five kilos. Okay, I've got three huge boys, hundred and five kilos. I could not. I did not even know how to walk. I forgot <laughs> how to walk my walk. Yeah, and people, you can walk. Yes, and people that knew me. Uh, one of the, um, is, he was from, yeah, from the Naomi Campbell body double shoot. And the stylist from that shoot, I found him in Hulwitz and there he was, uh, walked past me. And I was like, hi. And he's like, hi. <laughs> I get that too. A lot of people walk past me right now. And I, I have something to say about the, the weight issue as well. And in, in terms of men, I think, um, this is uh, probably a, a, a thing that I've been reading about quite a lot. Um, but a lot of women put on weight 
when they don't want to be in relationships and they don't want to have unwanted attention from men, like if they've gone through something, uh, something abusive, um, especially rape, you do, you, you do make yourself subconsciously un, unattractive to have that time to heal. And I've, I've been reading a lot about it. It's not just me. It's the, there's a lot of women that, that do have, that do feel that a few extra kilograms is, is a kind of like a, a sh- uh, cover. A cover, uh, yeah. yeah. Just a, mm. just a protection. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That, that, that's, that's something that I would love to read, to read mm. about. It's, it's, I'll I'll share the post with you. Maybe you can share it with the listeners. Yeah, I've I've, I've never, you know, I've never a, heard there, of there that. There was a study. There was a study done at a university in in America where they took four hundred very over overweight obese women, and they all lost their weight on this program. Some of them went down to fifty five kilograms from being a two hundred kilograms, and then they w- went back into the world. And when they got all of them back six months later. Most of them had put on the weight again. And when they started speaking to these people, it came out that a, a lot of, a lot of these women that were really, really obese were, were raped as kids, mm-hmm. abused. And it went back to that, their, their, their minds just went back to that point where they were hurt and where the body decided, no, I'm actually not going to, I'm, I'm going to hold on to, Extra kilograms and make myself appear unattractive to something that I perceive as going to hurt me. All right. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that 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 is interesting psychology. Mm. But I definitely would like to read uh, to to read up on that. You too. know, are you watching This Is Us? No. Oh, you should. Okay, I'll start. I'll start watching it. So, yeah. will it will it give me perspective? It'll, yes. There's a, the one of the characters. One of the sisters is very overweight. And uh, the whole, the whole, um, series is about what she actually had to, what, what her childhood was like. And then the pinnacle of what actually happened when she started putting on this, all this weight and it was a father dying. You, you get that from the first episode. So I'm not giving anything away. Okay. But her father died when she was 17. Okay. And so watch it. It's, it's I'll, interesting. I'll, I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. yeah. So at least, uh, now, now Matthew knows what I'll be doing uh, yeah. tonight. I'm not available. <laughs> I'm watching this. It's research. Yes. So it's very important that very. I sit with a nice glass of something and watch it. It's research purposes for the sake of opinion booth. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So your next post and I quote you. Yesterday, I saw Liana in the shops and we spoke about all these deaths we are dealing with. It is hectic times and people are in, in our industry who were very successful are now penniless. Yeah. It's stressful to start a new career at 50, 55, 60. Impossible. Mm. It is, it is so sad to see what is happening to my industry, the one I knew. The youngsters have not raised kids yet, put them through college. They can charge nothing and hail themselves the A team. It's my class who are struggling. We thought things would never change. Look how our careers spat us out. Yeah. End quote. Mm-hmm. This was followed by a few responses, your friends, Facebook mm-hmm. friends, such as adapt or die, sink or swim. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the attitude to adopt in order to survive in a world that is advancing? Well, you know, I had to. I had to. So many times re-look my whole career from shooting on film to suddenly having to learn how to use Photoshop and learn how to use a digital camera and buying a digital camera, which at that stage was as much as a Mercedes Benz, which I had to pay off while raising two kids alone. So that, that was a huge change for all of us. And then as digital cameras became cheaper and cheaper, the younger people started you know, infiltrating the the industry, and of course, clients don't want to pay top notch prices for for top photographers. They'd rather just go for a youngster, pay them less, and get mm-hmm. the job done. And so, there's no respect for for older photographers, for older people in the industry. All that has has moved away, and I think we're one of the few countries where that actually happens. You know, the, it 
in in Europe and I mean a very big um, example that I can give you is that all the the top editors at Vogue at all the Vogues across the the world they're all over 60 you know they know their game they're not youngsters so I mean Grace Coddington is in her 70s Anna Winters probably 69 so you know by by the time you're 50 you actually really know what you're doing hmm. and then suddenly you you spat out and I think Elise will know that the photographers that you used to work with I mean, how many of them are still are still around? Not many of them, actually. Exactly. I mean, you don't even hear their names anymore. Exactly. I mean, uh, it's like you say, they're using, they prefer, the clients prefer using a youngster that's coming up, uh, that comes up and because he's not going to charge a lot because he also wants to lift his career. And also, I think somebody like Elise should be, should be modeling still. I mean, look she at, should. She, look she looks at, absolutely n- fabulous. She doesn't age. Look at all the, the top models. Cindy, Christy, Naomi, all of them, they're all, what, 50? Yeah, for, uh, in the uh, and they late still, 40s. Yeah, and yeah. they're still working. Mm-hmm. So why don't we do that here? Yeah, that's an interesting observation. I mean, if, 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 you, if you've picked up, uh, call it a trend for lack of a better word, and I mean, I know some of your f- uh, f- friends who are, a lot of them are in the creative industry, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of them work for uh, advertising agencies, mm-hmm. and they mentioned the fact that you know as soon as you approach or you knocking, uh, mm. you knock, you know, close to sixty, they slowly, slowly push well, you it's, out. It's as young as as fifty, and um, all my friends that um, well, male friends are are, are particularly um, pray. Well, they they they're really struggling with this because if you a white male over fifty. It's very hard to to get a position, and a lot of my friends are immigrating, especially to New Zealand and to places like that that are but over fifty. Was it, before it was uh, different, wasn't it? I mean, oh, like, it was uh, the older uh, uh, was a, a male model get, the better mm. it is it's for us uh, mm. young. Uh, as, as for us women, uh, the younger you are, it's the better it is for you. But uh, yes. the older you get, um, you 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 out, and mm. don't let modeling kick you out. You must keep kick modeling exactly. out first. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, and I can say thank God that I really um, I was still in high demand when I left. Uh, they were still looking for me uh, to do shoots, um, and but at the end of the day, like she said, it's, today is not the same anymore. You know, I, I agree with Maya that, I mean, the likes of you should be modeling still. Mm. I mean, when you look at the Naomi Campbell, because, I mean, you, you, you did a body double. You were a body double for Naomi Campbell. I, I mean, mean, really? And, 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 and people need to, people need to Google <laughs> you to understand who's in studio. I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think people are aware of, you know, of the caliber of a model that you were, because everybody's a model now, right? I yeah, mean, oh, yeah. You've gone Instagram. Everybody is <laughs> a model. A model. Whoever's listening, if you want to see what a model looks like, I've got a model in studio, a supermodel. Supermodel. Somebody who was Naomi Campbell's body double. Someone who was on the same level as Naomi Campbell. Somebody who would get flown from one country to another country in a private jet to go and do a shoot in Bali. And why is it that, that her name is not known throughout the country? It's, it's an, why is it? It's a good question. But then yeah, I also remember at that time it wasn't uh, uh, um, yeah, social media. Social media wasn't so great, Instagram. so big uh, like before. But so maybe it's because you were from Africa, you know, because yeah, Af- yeah, Africa exactly. is a ish whole country, like said said uh, by the fabulous uh, uh, Trump that we it's, all that we all love. True. Yeah, maybe, so, so yeah. nobody nobody will know anybody from Africa. I mean, yeah. where where is Africa anyway? I mean, who cares about Africa? <laughs> so I mean, I love. I mean, we all know Piers uh, Brave, oh, Brave, right? Not- our oh. favorite, so I love absolute favorite makeup artist. He, no, he he he, he was, he's he's an incredible human being. So I love his comment. So he's he commented, it is scary, but reinvention can also be exciting. That was a comment based on your yeah. post. Mm. Try a new career in a new country. He said, very scary but exhilarating at the same time. End quote. I always say. We all need to master the art of reinvention. Yes. A absolutely. comfort zone is mm-hmm. a danger zone. Yeah. Exactly. And that is what I've seen with Dossier when I started. It was in print. And then things changed so quickly that I was online 
uh, I was one of the first to put my magazine online, free for people to read. And I now see that it's changed again. People don't even want to read a magazine online. So I'm changing my whole my whole um, website again to have instant information every day, every day new content mm-hmm. because people, their attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And you've got to change every, every so few years. You've got to look at, at what people are, what, what's happening and just realize, okay, I can't stay the same because I'm going to be obsolete. The world's going to spit me out. And yeah, so I've had to change my, my career and what I, what I do many times. No, you have to. You have, you to. have to. Sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Adopt or die. Mm. <laughs> I know you have a lot of opinions on mental health and depression. Yes. Please share. Um, okay, so I, as a child, I think that I was um, a very anxious, depressed child, but have been born in 1966 and, nine, and, w- and living through 1970 and 80s. I don't think that parents knew. Or, uh, or I, maybe I hid it from them or they couldn't see. Or maybe I, I was never diagnosed. I, it, I, it was, you know, when you white knuckled, you know what that means is you just hold on so tight. Yes. That you, you, you get through things. And I white knuckled it until, um, I was early. I, I think I, I turned 38 and then I had a total breakdown. And I've been keeping in my depression and anxiety for so long that I just had a total, a total breakdown and I had to go into a clinic for a while. And then only was that I, when I was spoken to about, uh, with professionals telling me what, what I'm going through, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's other people going through the same thing. It is not a, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a brain chemical. That I need to fix It's behaviors that I need to fix It's things that I think about myself That I need to fix And only speaking to professionals Do I realize Okay, I'm in a clinic with 300 other people Going through the same thing as me I'm not alone in this I mean, I think a, a lot of people That go through depression Feel very isolated And they also isolate themselves From other people so you start feeling you're the only person, there's something wrong with you. And again, communication is, is essential. Going and speaking to therapists and speaking to, to in group therapy and seeing that you're not the only person that's going through what you're going through. And I mean, I'm, a, I was a very hard worker, very diligent mother, did everything right, you know, and still, I had a breakdown. I was, I was so like flabbergasted by the fact that I'd done everything right. You know, from being a Christian to, you know, just living a, a good, healthy life, gymming, everything. And I still had a breakdown. And then you sit there in this clinic and you go, Oh my gosh. You know, now I have to, I have to like rethink my whole life and understand what it is that I went through all these years and understand it. What's your message to people who say she committed suicide because she was seeking attention? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, what kind of attention can a person po- possibly seek by dying? Mm-mm. You, you, you commit suicide when you are so tired, when your soul is so, so tired and you cannot face another day. And also people that commit suicide are very lonely. They often don't have a support system. So it's not attention seeking at all. So they, they, I mean, they're at a point of hopelessness, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're at a point where they cannot face another day and they do not know how to get their lives better. They do not see hope and they do not see a path to, to fixing their lives. And most of them have tried before. Most suicide have have had attempts before, um, which is also sad to think that the first attempt that there wasn't any attention given. You know, most people just go into hospital for three days and then they they let go. And where's that that support system? Where's you know, a rehab and clinics are incredibly expensive. 
So if you don't have a medical aid, how how do you get help? A session with a psychologist is over fifteen hundred rand. You know, if if you don't have that, if you're already going through financial strain, how do people get help? And it's a problem in South Africa. We we don't have clinics for really good, clean, um, um, and professional clinics for people that don't have medical aid. Mm. And both my friends that that committed suicide didn't have medical aid, couldn't go into a clinic, couldn't go sit there for 21 days and work out how to fix their lives. So that's a, a, a big problem in South Africa, and that's that we need to address. But I don't, I don't know how. So, what is your message to that um, little girl who's Ooh. listening and who is bullied or who feels um, they can't take this thing called life anymore? Sure. You know the thing is that she asked me how I dealt with um, with. Being shy and introverted and nervous and anxious at an inmatric and how I got into just starting to work. And I think that the thing is that you've got to actually do what you fear. If there's something that makes you nervous and, and, and just there's a book, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think that that has been the way that I've overcome a lot of things. You are going to be fearful. You are going to be nervous. You are going to be scared to to do to maybe go up to a bully and say stop. You don't talk to me like that, or you know to do a teacher and say stop. You're not touching me like that anymore. You know you've got to actually, you know, just move past the fear and past your nervousness and and be strong, Elise. What is your message to that young girl, um, as Mia explained, a dark-skinned girl, chubby, who gets bullied? What is your message to her? And what is your message to the bullies? Yeah. Um, my message to the bullies out there and to this little girl, she must remember one thing. She's black and she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is the first. She's beautiful. Doesn't mean because you your skin is darker than somebody else. For example, look at your skin color. You are beautiful. I was yes, I was the first black South African model in Cosmopolitan, shooting for Cosmopolitan every month. I was with Cosmo. I was shooting for Cosmo before I was with the model agency. We all, and I did not come from a rich family or something. I came from hardships, but um, like we all do. And I just want to tell her, black is beautiful. Overweight is be- beautiful. And she must not worry about that weight because that is puppy fat and that fat is going to go. But that beautiful black skin she will always have. And she must remember, she must always remember to keep that in mind that there's nothing wrong with that skin color. Mm. Because you get white people, they don't like their own skin color because they're too white. They look like being washed, white, uh, you know. (laughs) So So there is those girls also, they don't like it. But it's your skin color. Make the best out of it. Embrace it. The weight issue is something that we can speak another hour about because yeah. I mean I know these young girls that actually have little notebooks where they write their weight down every day and then stand at eight. I mean I'm still old school. But they're sixteen years old and they write they've got a little notebook where they weigh themselves every day and write down what they weigh. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the mothers condone this. Oh no, that's yeah. shocking. Oh, you even have the mothers that tell those that kids, you fat. Yeah. You fat because oh, I, wow. I, I remember this one woman. She used to tell this 12 year old girl that she's fat. Not even 12, 10. People she was like 10 that at that should time. not give birth. Yeah, but then I just, I told her. I told her. I told wow. her straight off. You, the mother that's supposed to protect the child, you, the one that is putting that child down. So how you expect that child to 
That is shocking. Yeah, yeah, and this is what, uh, yeah. yeah. So go to the lab because she's supposed to protect their child from, from bullies. Wow. That, and that, they, I yeah. think that's, that's why Mother Nature should find a way, I feel. My opinion is that Mother Nature should find a way to make such people infertile. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm, and I'm then you get serious. people that, uh, that can't have any uh, children that die to have a child. Mm. Exactly. To over, it's, exactly. it's, uh, the world is cruel out there. And you're getting imbeciles. Falling pregnant, yeah, mm. and and putting I down their kids like that. Mothers need to teach their daughters, like my mom did. I was very blessed to read, to know about different cultures, to mm-hmm. make make an effort in life to see the world as it is. Uh, in, uh, yeah, and to even if it's if it, even if it's watching YouTube channels, just to look, to read, to watch TED talks, to. Pour information into yourself the whole time. Forget about weight. Forget about your body. Just mm. you know, feed your brain, because that's the thing where you say, "Okay, sink or swim." The only way you're going to sink or swim for a whole career spanning seventy years or whatever—I mean, not seventy years, but fifty years—is if you take in information, learn new things. That's what mothers should be telling their kids. Yeah, not 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 no, encouraging mm, them to write their weight, weight down. Uh, yeah. I don't want to weigh my. I don't even mm. weigh myself every month. I mean, let alone every day. Wow, shame on you if you're doing that to your little girl or your little mm. uh, yeah. your 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 boy. If you're putting your kids down, you shouldn't have given birth. Well, this in particular the first place. person that that I know them very well. The mother and the daughter have a book together, and they went to Mauritius and they still weighed themselves and wrote. The weight down. Well, shocking. Uh, Absolutely no. shocking. <laughs> Ladies, Mia, Elise, <laughs> thank you so much for spending your time on the well, opinion booth. It went fast. I know. Yeah, very fast. I know. Hour. I know. When, when, when you're having a good time, time flies. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. It is okay not to be okay. Yes. It is okay to say no to that invite and you don't have to explain if you have to cancel. It is okay to stay in bed all day if you feel you don't have the strength to face the world. It is okay to place the do not disturb sign on your door if you feel overwhelmed and stop stressing. Your kids will survive on cereal and two-minute noodles if you don't feel like cooking. It is okay if you not want to world for a while. Those were your words. It is okay if you do not want to world for a while. Yes, that's English. Look after number one. Yes, that's you. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.